Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about relationship rules. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Y'all, it feels like fall. It is getting kind of nice and crisp out here and I'm loving it. So happy to be able to kind of wear a few sweaters and not necessarily like I'm not a big fan of it being freezing cold, but it's fun when it starts to cool off and the leaves change and it makes me happy. So I hope you guys have some fun plans for this weekend and something to look forward to. Um, Today we're going to talk about relationship rules. These are the things that are we basically expect of our relationship, our rule book that we have. And before we like really get into that, I have like two kind of general examples that I want to use. So one is this past year I worked with a time management coach and she really was helping me with getting my scheduling um, down to a T. Um, you know, using my time and structuring it in a way that's efficient, in a way that I enjoy. Um, And I found myself, as we were working on this together, um, asking her, like, hey, is this the right way to do it? Like, how should I be using this system? Should I I do this here, this here? What do you think about this? And I wanted her to tell me the right way to do my time. And the thing that she would tell me is like, you just get to decide here. There isn't one right way to use your time. You get to decide what that looks like for you. You get to set this up in a way that works for you, in a way that you like. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's right. I get to manage my time in the way that I want. Now, example number two. I I think I've talked about this briefly on the podcast. I love changing my hair color. I think hair dressing is very fun. And I've frequently done different hair colors. It's fall. I'm getting the itch to dye my hair again. But the reason I bring this up is I have spent a lot of time (laughs) when I was younger Googling skin tones shades of hair. And I'm really sorry for the boys listening or those of you that don't care about hair. Those of you who are into hair, you'll appreciate this for a sec. (laughs) But I would spend time figuring out like, okay, what does warm or cool tone skin look best with like this shade of hair or that shade of hair or like this color of eyes, what's it best flattered with? And like, I would ask other people and try to figure out what other people thought of this hair color on me or that hair color on me. And I know it's literally the most stupid example, but I would spend time trying to find the right answer for my hair color. I would try to figure out what's the right hair color to have, what looks perfect, what's gonna be the best. And I would put a lot of time and energy mentally, like researching, asking people to try to figure that out um, before I went and did it. And then once I maybe would finally go make the change, then I'd be like, I don't know if that was the right one. And maybe I should do this one. Right. Let me ask more people. And we see some similarities with relationship anxiety. Right. (laughs) But what I realized that kind of helped me not overanalyze my hair so much is I just get to pick. 
I get to decide what hair color I like. I get to decide what I think looks good. Because any hair color I choose, there are going to be some people that like it, other people that don't. There's going to be someone online that says, yes, this is a good hair color for you. Other people would say no. I literally just get to make it up and decide. Okay, one last example for you. Every company has some different rules that it expects its employees to follow. Some companies are very strict on it's eight to five. You have to be at your desk during those times. Some companies are much more flexible and it looks like, hey, as long as you get your work done and you can do it from home, it's totally fine. Um, you know, we have companies like um, that are more traditional and have a set number of time off days. And then there are some companies that say, you know what, as long as you are getting all your work done, you can take unlimited time off. Some companies have values that are very focused on hitting certain goals and metrics. Other companies say, hey, we want you to be creative. We want you to have fun. Um, you know, I think of someone like Google, where they have lots of random perks for working for them um, because they value creativity so much. They even like set a certain amount of time every you know, throughout their work week that needs to be de devoted to creating new ideas. Other companies would be like, you're wasting time to do that. Please focus on the task at hand. So every company makes up its own rules or policies. They decide what their rules look like. And some will look to other companies to kind of inform it, but there isn't one right way to have your company. Some companies don't even have a traditional hierarchy of managers and leaders. They have teams that share leadership over things rather than one person. But my point is, each company just kind of makes it up and they just decide how they want their structure to look, how they want to run their organization. So bringing this back to relationships. <laughs> Thanks for going with me on that little tangent for a sec. We, you know, much like me asking my coach, how do I use my time? What's the right way to do this? Or me Googling and asking other people what hair color is going to look best on me. Um, we do this with relationships, right? Where we look to things outside of us to tell us how the relationship is supposed to be. Or how even life is supposed to be, right? So even just general life rules, we, we hear things like you should go to college, you should get married, you should never get divorced, you shouldn't have to work on your relationship, it should just be easy, you should never have doubts, you should always feel happy. We like hear these tidbits of advice from other people and we hear things online and we start taking all of these shoulds, these pieces of advice, and we start creating our relationship rule book. We start creating all these things that we think our relationship has to be in order for us to be together, in order for this relationship to be quote unquote right. So we all have unique versions of relationship rule books. I know for me, when I was first experiencing relationship anxiety, these were some of the rules that I had. 
We should never fight. We should be talking all the time. Like always. If Dallin and I were in the same room, (laughs) we should be having a conversation going. Like 100% of the time, basically outside of sleeping and watching movies. Even then, I wanted to talk during movies. And not from place of I just enjoy talking to him. It was part of a good relationship or the right relationship means you talk 100% of the time. It was a rule I had for us. I should feel butterfly feelings all of the time or else it's not right. I should never find anyone else attractive or it's not right. And I should always think he's attractive. I should have the same opinion with him like we should share opinions on everything everything should line up exactly the same so some of these things I you know someone probably told me at some point a lot of it I honestly probably picked up from watching movies right or even just talking to friends and hearing what they thought relationships were supposed to be but all of these rules are rules that I literally just made up maybe someone else made up and they gave to me but this whole rule book we have is just something that we created for ourselves because those rules I know some of y'all agree with some of the rules I have maybe not all of them or I used to have um but some of you probably have different rules for what you think means a relationship is right there is no official worldwide rule book that is just like given to you when you come to earth when you turn the age of dating or being in a relationship that's like hey here are the rules you need to follow we all just literally come up with our own versions of what a relationship has to look like one of my clients we were recently discussing her rule book and one of the things she was holding so tightly to was this idea of she couldn't feel anxious in order to get married And she wanted to get married. She knew she did, but she was still anxious. And she's like, I got to get rid of this anxiety in order to move forward in this relationship. And I asked why. And she was really like, didn't know other than other people had told her that. And it was just something she had believed her whole life was you can't be anxious if the relationship's right. You can't be anxious. And she just assumed that was true. But all of these rules, we're literally just making up. Like, someone just made up the idea that you couldn't be anxious in order to get married. Some of you have even used relationship anxiety to inform your rule book. (laughs) So one of the most common questions I when I get on phones with people and we're meeting for the first time that I get asked is after they kind of describe what they're going through, they say like, okay, so is this relationship anxiety? Like, are you sure? (laughs) And one of the fears we often have is what if this isn't relationship anxiety? And the reason we ask that question is because we're trying to figure out whether or not it's relationship anxiety, because if it is, that means we should stay in the relationship. And if it isn't relationship anxiety, then that means we should leave. 
we're using relationship anxiety, having it or not having it, as the rule for whether or not this relationship is right. And the thing is, we literally just made that up. Like, you can have relationship anxiety and choose to leave a relationship or still choose to say. You cannot have relationship anxiety and choose to stay in your relationship. Like, there's no one way you have to do this. And a side note on that is relationship anxiety isn't about, okay, I have to make myself stay in this relationship or I have to make myself leave this relationship. It's about the process we're using to make that decision and the style of thinking that's creating so much emotional pain for us and the habits that our brain is in. Not so much about the decision itself. But we often want to use whether or not we have relationship anxiety to measure whether or not the relationship is right. And that's something we just made up. The thing is, no one else can tell you how your relationship has to be. Like, I know we listen to it, but in the end, it's 100% up to you. Just because other people offer you rules for your relationship doesn't mean you have to take them on. Doesn't mean you have to follow them. Like, so many things in life are things that people just made up. Like, my rule that we should talk 24-7. I mean, (laughs) some of you might agree with this rule, but some of you might realize it sounds a little crazy. Um, But, you know that rule that I had that like that's what connection looked like was we were constantly talking it's like there's a lot of people out there that are like no connection is being able to sit with each other and relax and just kind of be there for each other and like yes you do talk but it's very meaningful and when you talk and it's not just all the time constant chatter like that would drive them crazy to be in a relationship that's like that so that was literally just a rule that I created And some people saying, like, you should never fight, right, is a rule. Um, But who says? Why do we think we should never have a fight or we need to leave and our relationship is unhealthy? We just made that up. Like, maybe having fights is one of the best things to happen in our relationship because it means we're expressing our opinions, that we're being honest and we're not hiding how we feel. That we're both willing to share what's on our mind and have some uncomfortable emotions come up. And what if love looks like a lifetime of learning how to navigate hard conversations that come up? And over time, we learn how to navigate them more smoothly and peacefully and lovingly. That those things that we don't 100% agree on are how we grow in a relationship. So if we really followed this rule of never fighting, we might miss out on that opportunity to grow. Or the rule that we should feel butterflies in order to feel in love. Someone just came up with that idea at some point. Probably, I mean, honestly, if we look at like the history of the world, You know, way back in the day, people weren't using butterflies as the measuring stick for whether or not a relationship is right. Probably came in somewhere after the whole Jane Austen era, this 
idea of a love marriage, but like people have gotten married or chosen to be in relationships for all sorts of reasons. Back in the day, it was because it made sense to join their properties or they were at the right age. It was time to start a family. Think about Adam and Eve. (laughs) It was like, that was their only option and God commanded them to get married. Some people decide to get married in Vegas because it sounds fun and they just want to. And I'm not saying that any of these reasons are right or wrong or how you should approach marriage. But my point is the rule of having butterflies in order for it to be right to get married or truly be in love, just something we made up. My point is to stop looking to everyone else to tell you if you're doing love right or wrong. If the way you're doing it is the way it should be, if this relationship is right or not. To be willing to redefine your rules for a relationship. Because just because someone else is telling you you can't feel anxious or have doubts to be with someone doesn't make it true. I think some of the most successful people in this life are able to intentionally define success for themselves. They aren't looking to everyone else to tell them the right way to do things. Yes, they're open to other people's perspectives and ideas and insights, but they have developed the capacity to think for themselves. They're not constantly looking at everyone else and trying to figure out what they think the right way is or trying to like establish the rule book for it, is they're defining it for themselves. They're learning how to create their own path as they go. So rather than asking, is this love, yes or no? Is my relationship right? Does this match how it should? Does this fit with what other people are saying a relationship should be? They're not asking those questions. They're asking themselves, what do I want love to look like? What kind of relationship do I want to create? How do I want to navigate disagreements? Who do I want to show up as here? So I think it's so important that we, one, get aware of what your rule book is for your relationship. What are all the shoulds that you've been putting on yourself and your partner, your relationship, love, in order for this thing that you guys are doing to be valid? And then two is how do you want to define it? What do you want your rule book to be? Instead of looking to everyone else and asking them what it should be, asking them for their rules that they made up or they just got from someone else, is I want you to decide. You get to define what love looks like for you. You get to choose. Because in the end, everyone's love looks different. No one's love fits inside a perfect, neat box that follows all of these rules. And that's what makes it so beautiful. Because it gets to be unique to you. You and your partner get to decide what you want it to look like. You get to define love for you. You get to make it up. And that is a very beautiful thing. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. You have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk next week. 
Bye.